Hey, before we get started, uh, please remember to like, subscribe, hit the notification bell, um, leave a comment or a rating if you're listening on audio, and you know, just you do your best to support the channel if you got anything from this episode. I really appreciate it. Thanks and enjoy. Welcome to Japan according to Akil. Everything you wanted to know or didn't think you needed to know about Japan. With me, your host Akil, living in Japan since 2004 and giving you the lowdown on what it's like to live in and around Tokyo. Hey, 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 everybody, what's going on? Welcome to episode 155 of the podcast. I'm really happy to be back. I took a little hiatus, a little break, I'm refreshed. I'm Mm, I'm supercharged. I'm just ready to rock.、Uh, this episode, we kind of go back to our original roots, and I found a list of different concepts in Japan of you know Japanese society that I break down as I have done in the past. Some of them you you know I'll revisit. You've heard me talk about. You might hear a few new nuggets of information. New listeners, you know, you might be hearing it for the first time, but you know.、Um, I think it's all relevant information. I think it, it all makes for good content, whether it's your first time or your second time hearing it. You can't hear it enough times, you know, because you got to pound it into your brain if you want to hit the streets of Tokyo running or, or hit the streets of Japan running.、Um, also, in addition to that, please don't forget to check out the、um, description. There's also a few videos、um, that I mentioned during the episode, but they're there for you as well. Some supplementary entertainment. Edutainment information, shit like that. So it's, it's all good. So, all right, let's get into it. Enjoy. Yo, ho, 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 ho. What's up, everyone? I just totally fucked up this blanket. Oh, shit. <laughs> I just totally fucked this up. <laughs> hey, 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 hey. See, I'm, I'm rusty. <laughs> Welcome back to the podcast. Welcome to episode 155. I am back in effect. It's been a while.、Um, happy to see you or happy to. Have you seen me, you know,、um, back in this bitch? <laughs> no, it's good to be back uh, again. Um, yeah, it, it, no big deal. Let me just make sure it is episode 155. It's been about shit, about three weeks since I recorded, but I'll just tell you, you know, because you might have been wondering, like, what was up with the long break, extended break, whatever. Pretty much,、uh, it's a combination of things, but.、Um, Yeah, this is like we're getting down to the end of March when I'm recording this 2021. You know, it's been about three weeks. So I had some family things I needed to take care of, like support family scheduling and stuff like that. So, you know, plus work and stuff like that. So I, I really wasn't、um, in, didn't feel the vibe to record for the past few weeks. And, you know, it did, just didn't feel, didn't feel, get the feeling. It wasn't feeling right. So, Um, I, you know, I wasn't pushing it. The last, I told you, I think the last episode, it was just real quick. I was like, I had something last minute to talk about. But、um, so, yeah, just helping out with family stuff. And then, like, last week, to be honest with you, even before I recorded, like, I have been feeling kind of burnt out recently.、Um, so, yeah, like, you know, just the past year, 
just taking a step back the past year kind of took it up i think a bit of a toll on me just schedule wise you know um i kind of have had a pretty monotonous schedule for the past year since um the whole situation started so i'm trying not to say that word because i heard like you know if you put that word in your videos it um it gets flagged or whatever by youtube so um so yeah the past year just since everything happened you know, I've just been at work, I've been at Costco, or I've been at home taking care of my family, you know, doing my, my fatherly and husbandly duties. So um, that cycle, you know, every, every day, pretty much, you know, I was just feeling kind of burnt out a little bit. So um, like last week, you know, I mean, my muscles were kind of aching mentally, physically, I, I just felt really drained. So I was like, let me just, okay, take a time out. I told my family, like, look, I just feel kind of burnt out. I'm going to take like about three days. I mean, I was working. I think I had one day off. I worked late one day. I just light the schedule and one day off. So, and then the other day I just came home like on Tuesday. I was like, look, you guys, I'm just feeling burnt out. I'm just not going to do anything for the next couple of days. Just catch up on my rest. And honestly, I just slept so fucking much. Like I, I knew I needed it. Cause, um, like mm, three days I was just napping. If I, if I was in the house, I was just napping. You know, um, I came in the house on Tuesday. I laid down like until pretty much bedtime. Everyone went to sleep. Then, you know, took a shower and, and, and lamped out for a little bit, went to bed, slept, like even when I was trying to get up, I was just like, if I laid down, I was just like out for like three, four hours at a time plus nighttime. So, you know, Thursday, same thing. So I, I, I went to Costco a little bit, but, but just mainly rested, you know? So, um, yeah, I feel completely region rejuvenated, um, back on my feet, like, like my old self, you know? So I think that's just what I, what I needed. You know, we all need that. We all just need to uh, break a reset. So, um, you know, just ate a lot of food, uh, watch John Wick three, <laughs> which is funny. Um, and, um, and some of the other shit, I forgot. I was just watching some shit, you know, watching some TV, you know, uh, drinking a little wine, which I'm drinking a little Costco wine, but um, mm. you know, not too much, you know, and, um, yeah, yeah, just, you know, having some me time, having some resting time. So I'm 100% back on my feet. I feel great. Yeah, um, but yeah, I, I was real fucked up, <laughs> like, before, so, when I realized I needed a break, that was when I was supposed to record last time, if you people who are subscribing to the audio, like, you know, I just sent out a quick message to let you guys know, that's when I was like, that week would be needed, you know, I realized I just need to take a break, so, that's kind of what it, what it was, the little mini hiatus, if you will, you know, a combination of family scheduling, uh, conflicts plus just me physically and mentally needing a quick break so um but but you know i'm great nothing no biggie um i'm really really cool and i was also thinking about um just the form not the format but like the con what i've been talking about these past few um episodes or weeks or months you know i've really been kind of caught up in current events and news and i wanted to kind of get back into the roots of the episode of what the this podcast is really about you know um well current events first of all first of all i don't know what's happening with the olympics I, maybe i'm just full of shit i don't know like you know the torch relay is going on but uh, like you know the person who was supposed to start the olympic torch relay actually pulled out um like the day before the relay was supposed to start she was like um you know in 2011 
Japan won the Women's World Cup. I forgot her name off the top of my head. But if you Google 2011 Japan Women's World Cup, her name will come up. And so she was the captain of that team. And she, like, the day before the torch relay started, she was just like, yeah, I'm kind of sick. I just can't do it. So, yeah, you know, um, I don't know what's going to happen. You know, Japan opened everything back up. Everything's cool now hoo, 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 but in a couple months you know you know how we've seen this movie before so i don't know what's gonna happen you know um at this point what the government is gonna do is a complete fucking mystery to me you know um like i said personally i think it's the olympics are not going are still not going to happen at the end of the day but you know, it was already announced that there won't be any spectators coming in from abroad. So, I don't know. I don't know. They might just say fuck it and just try it, which, which makes no sense to me. I was talking with my mother-in-law about it, like, the other day. I was just like, yo, you can either, you know, and this is kind of, we were talking about, like, this is kind of like one of the, you know, never give up. If you try your best, you can overcome anything. And the downside of that was in Japan, like, sometimes you just got to know when to give up. You know, you got to know when to hold them. No, when to fold them, you know, and like this is a time to fold, like fold them cards, man. These bullshit ass twenty twenty one cards you holding. <laughs> so, um, you know, cause, hmm. I mean, think about it. you want to have like a, a half ass Olympics in twenty twenty one, or do you want to have like some real ass Olympics in twenty thirty two? I was kind of joking. Well, if the Olympics are still around in twenty thirty two, because you know, I don't really know if that's on the table <laughs> but but if it's still around like i would prefer to you know all the work and preparation that you've done yeah it sucks for the athletes it really sucks for the athletes but it's gonna suck for the athletes regardless just fucking call them shits off and and and, and you know um try and represent in 2032 is what i would do but politicians legacy big money which is what it's all about yeah i don't know like uh, i've been you know if you've been listening for the past year i've been going back and forth I, I got lucky and got right like a year ago but this time like i really don't know what the fuck the government's gonna do at this point in time my again my money if i had to put money on it i would still say no olympics but just the government like i don't know i don't know but hey you know, i'm a fucking english teacher i don't get paid to, to fucking make these types of calls so and i don't like to gamble so whatever 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 we'll see I'll, I'll see just you know me and my dad have a friendly bet he thinks the olympics are happening and i'm like nah so we'll see all right so um that's pretty much about about it um by the way before i forget i i do have a couple of links in the description for you guys to check out um just random shit you know, I think one is a mini doc about tattoos and the other one is something about the bubble area in Japan. You know, a quick seven minute thing. It's a really important uh, defining moment in modern Japanese history. If you come to Japan and meet any middle aged person, they're going to talk to you about the bubble era. If you just say what is the what was the bubble to someone that age group, their eyes will light up and they'll tell you stories for hours, not hours, but, you know, you'll get a couple of stories. Um, but, but, but that's not kind of what I want to talk about here. I really want to, you know, get back, like I said, get back to the roots of, um, this podcast, you know, in giving educational information about Japan. Now this, I'm not quite sure if I have talked about 
this before. Uh, let me go to the bottom of the list. Hold on and see just 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 in case. Um, um, yeah. Okay. I'm I'm not quite sure. Here's what I'm gonna do. I'm I'm not gonna start at the top of the list. I'm gonna go to the bottom of the list. So you know, in the past, uh, one of my favorite um tools to draw from was talk japan and so this is 109 reasons japan is a unique country again just check the description and um you'll see it there but so i'm, I'm just go from the bottom of the list just just to be, keep it fresh just in case I, I don't remember if i've gone through this list before but you know i haven't done a list in a while but um but but yeah so we're just gonna get into this shit and do as many as i can Hmm. You know, and and I got I got family stuff to do tomorrow, so we'll see what happens. I'm not gonna say it's it's probably gonna be a long. I'm gonna try and go as long as I can, just because it's been a while. You know, I, I want to talk. I want to, especially um, this type of information. You know, uh, I, I is is the the heart and soul of this fucking podcast. So, uh, like I said, I, I really want to get into it. So, and I got some wine. So, you know what that means? When get me all sauced up, get me all liquored up. You know, I start to ramble. So. <laughs> just just sit tight and, and let's get into it all right so 109 is kami right and kami are japanese deity spirits if you know I, I don't know if it's buddha uh buddhism or shinto i think or both of them um that there is might be shinto that there is a spirit in everything right um and the word god gets thrown around quite a bit in japan if you're really like a hardcore christian person you might have to get used to that um i've you know it's funny because in japanese you know you give that ah, kamida like like a person's like uh you're a god of something you know people would call you a god you know in in some if you see here someone translate it like i've heard had people call me a god teacher you know <laughs> you're my god teacher and i'm just like oh thank you i know what you mean but thanks <laughs> so um yeah you you just gotta get you know if even if you're a very conservative christian person you know whatever you're beliefs are you're just gonna have to get used to someone calling you a god at some point in time in your time here you know um it is what it is like you know or you know a soccer player or whatever they're called gods it's if, if you're really religious don't take it literally it, you know again it's, it's, don't go around like bible thumping you know because people use the word god trans, you know translated into english it's it's not as impactful as you think it is, you know. Um, but yeah, there are gods for everything. Um, so okay, number one hundred eight is a Gokon. You've heard my funny, funny or for me it was painful Gokon story in the past. Um, I like watching Japanese TV shows where they depict what goes on in a Japanese Gokon because you know, like I said, I've been um, in a Gokon, like an official kind of Gokon, one time, but it was with all non-Japanese people and of course Japanese girls but like that's a completely different dynamic with with all Japanese people and you know I just want to kind of like hide behind a plant and like look and see exactly what goes on you know in the in their natural environment when Japanese people do have a gokon sometime because you know if I'm actually in that situation it completely fucks up the vibe of the I think I have done this list before but whatever we'll remix it we'll revisit some stuff so um 
I definitely have talked about Gokon before in the past, which is good. You know, um, we have some new listeners, some new people. I definitely was not on YouTube when I did this before. So, hey, revisit some old info. Mm. And, you know, if you're an OG listener and I haven't done this list before and I'm just like drunk off this Costco wine, then just go ahead and let me know. <laughs> okay, whatever. Uh, 107, Michael, son. Um, yeah, Michael or Shrine Maidens found in Shinto Shrines. They're historically linked to magic and intrigue. Yeah. Um, Michael, I don't really have too much to say about Michael, son. Um, you know, they're... I don't know. They wear white robes. I don't know what the fuck to say. Like, you know. <laughs> um, I'm just gonna skip that one. One hundred six Kabuki. I've never I haven't been to a Kabuki yet here. I'm, I probably won't never go. Like this is just you know, Kabuki for me is one of those things like if you're a tourist you're gonna go because you're new to Japan. It's a very Japanese thing to do. Um, you might have heard me talk about super kabuki. Um let me see if I can I'll try and put a link. Let me just put a uh a memo for myself in the, in the in my notes. Super kabuki. Yeah. Um. So super kabuki. If you if you haven't heard me talk about it before, it's basically you know a new style of kabuki, uh, where basically kabuki artists they redo mainly comics. You know, more modern themes kind of stuff. It's more extravagant. Um, more over the top, like manga themes, like Naruto, One Piece, um, shit like that. Really popular comics and stuff. Like, I think they had a Bleach one as well. Uh, and you know, um, just to draw more people into the world of Kabuki, make it more accessible, um, if you will. Um, of course, now with the current situation, I'm not sure how the Kabuki world is doing. Ebizo, who is the the, I think the, the number one. Like he's like the, the the fucking Elvis of Kabuki, basically. Um, he's from a long line of Kabuki artists. You know, he has a son who will be take over as like the top Kabuki guy. He has like a pretty tragic story actually, because, um, yeah, his name is Ebizo again. Um, but pretty much he like he he had a wife. He's a widower, and so his wife actually passed away um about like five years ago from cancer. And, um, you know, so they use Ameba, uh, Ameblo, which is like, a was, it was a really popular blogging site before Instagram took off here, like about five years ago. And so she, his wife kind of blogged her final days before she passed away. And, you know, like it was on big, you know, cause he was already a big star and I think she was a really big star. And so they kind of, um, I think after she passed away, you know, they recorded her final days and things like that and, and their time together. Um, it was, it was a really, you know, um, touching kind of story, uh, when it went down and so she's gone. And so him and his son, you know, so he's, his son is going through the training to become, to take over, you know, he's like a, it's like a long fucking family history of Kabuki actors and shit. So he's, his son is like, I don't know, probably elementary school kid right now. And he's studying to take over the reins of a kabuki artist as ebizo did from his father i think his father i don't know passed away or retired or whenever um 10 something years ago and ebizo blew up on the scene uh sometime when i was in japan but i just heard ebizo's name all over the goddamn place but 
Um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I like him personally, but but anyway, um, he, you know, the, what speaking about the word of Kabuki, you know, he's doing like I think like a TV miniseries, you know, now, which makes sense because you know, especially um, with COVID, and as well as I would also imagine the lack of um, foreign people coming into Japan, you know, revenues for Kabuki are probably re- have been really, really down in the past year, so gotta get on tv you know so um uh that's kind of what he's doing is just a signal to how things have changed over the past year but you know if you do have a chance to go to kabuki check it out um kabuki-za is you know ingenza is the place to go apparently i don't really know too much about it again i'm not really interested so sorry all right Mm. Yeah, this is something I had to get over. Number 105 is cook your own food restaurants. Now, this was blasphemy in America, right? And and even if you watch Lost in Translation, they, they did a little bit about that there as well, you know. Um, but yeah, restaurants where, you, where you're basically required to cook your own food is kind of a thing. Shabu Shabu, Yakiniku, uh, Tsukiyaki, Okonomiyaki. That's all I can think of right now. But, but you know, those type of restaurants where, uh, monjayaki restaurants where, you know, you're, you're actually, they give you the ingredients, you whip the shit up yourself and you, don't worry, if you go with Japanese people, don't try to help. That's the only advice I can give you. Like, if you go, well, first, don't go by yourself if you don't know what the fuck you're doing, first off. Second off, um, if you go with Japanese people, just don't do anything. Just sit there and watch and try to figure it out. And then after a few times, you can kind of help out. Or, you know, after a few minutes of seeing, like, um, something like, for example, in um, if you go to, like, Shabu Shabu or Okonomiyaki, a big kind of thing, you know, it was just hot pot restaurants, is, you know, which I didn't know the first few times. There's, like, this little skimmer kind of mesh net thing. And what you're supposed to do is skim the fat off of the top of the hot pot, right? It is very important to kind of preserve the flavor of the food. You know, you don't want to be just eating like boiled fat back or <laughs> whatever the fuck it is, <laughs> you know, um, from your plate. So um, skim, using a little mesh net to, to skim off the fat constantly is something that's constantly done. I would say the food preparation stuff, just leave that to Japanese people. But skimming the fat part is kind of like the dirty work of um, eating shabu shabu or um, or not skiaki uh, or shabu shabu or skiaki. So um, that is something you, you you'll know what it looks like. It's just like a little like fuck ladle but but instead of a ladle instead of like a spoon ladle it's just like a flat mesh net that you have like a flash flat mesh kind of thing on the end of it and you, you just watch what the japanese people do they just kind of skim along the surface of the water collect the fat and then dip it in um in and kind of dispose of it in like a um there's a, a little bowl small bowl of water normally next to the hot pot and then yeah so you just clean it off there and then you know every few minutes if if you see like um a amount of of fat on the um surface of the liquid you just keep doing that that's i'd say a good job to do if you have no idea what the fuck you're doing just watch japanese people do it a few times and then go at it right um Yakiniku is a completely different ball game, though. I'll just tell you that. Bonsai, number 104. Can't say shit about that. Mm. 
besides Daniel Sun and the Karate Kid. But in Japan, like nobody gives a fuck about bonsai. <laughs> Actually. At least most modern people don't. Japanese gardens, you know, again it's more touristy kind of thing. I haven't really been to a Japanese garden since I can't even remember. So I gotta skip that one. Uh number four, Shotengai. Yeah, this looks like well, every Shotengai kind of looks the same. It's just like a shopping arcade. Just a long shopping arcade with a bunch of small shops in it. I'm not, some people love Shotengai. I'm not really like a Shotengai kind of guy. <laughs> Shotengai kind of guy. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm just not like really a Shotengai kind of guy. It doesn't really move me. It's just like, okay, it's just like a bunch of fucking shops. Like, you know, it's like going to the mall, except like it's just all one corridor. So, you know, but even this is like a bunch of old shops. I don't want to go into a supermarket and a couple of small pe- joints like, okay you know if there's like a restaurant or something i might go into it but it's nothing that gets me excited my blood doesn't get pumping when i get to the shoten guy you know but you know um japanese people love him uh i used to live near one that was quote unquote the longest shoten guy in japan i don't know if this is true or not but everyone used to say it i'm i imagine at some point in time it was true i can't imagine it's still true but, um, yeah, it was the quote-unquote longest Shoten guy in Japan. It's like a 10-minute walk down the motherfucker. Um, a lot of different shops, but, you know, I mean, I never felt like goosebumps walking down. It was just like, okay, I'm going to the supermarket. I'm going to the bike shop. I'm going to get some ice cream. That's about it, you know, so. But, hey, you know, to each his own. Um, so, leave it at that. Number five, Mama Chari. Mama Chari. When you come to Japan, the first bike you're probably going to get is a Mama Chari, which is just like a pretty basic. A Mama Chari is basically like a mother's chariot is how it would translate to. It's basically like an old-style Japanese bicycle with a basket in the front that, you know, housewives typically ride. No gears. Bare bones. Um, cheapest thing you can get you know, with two wheels and, and some pedals. Um. It does get you from point A to point B. Um, the first bicycle I got here was given. To, it was an old mom, old ass mama Charlie, given to me by one of my students. And remember, if someone does give you a bicycle here, here's an important point. I can give you this tip. Be careful. Do not just take a bicycle from someone. If someone says, hey, you want this my bicycle? I don't need it anymore. Here you go. Don't do that. Don't do don't I'm pointing at you don't do it okay because (laughs) because um what happens is like bicycles here are registered so or they're supposed to be registered so occasionally like I've been stopped by the police to check my bicycle registry and if your bicycle is stolen or it doesn't match your ID it can become an issue for you and like I've mentioned this before on the podcast you can end up in like a Japanese police station disappearing for a couple of days you know especially if it's a drunken night you just like fuck it all ride it home nah don't do it right and so if someone gives you a mama chali what you're going to need to do if it's a japanese person especially you're going to need um this is the procedure i had to learn this i forgot how i learned it but but pretty much what you're going to need to do you're going to need the person to write you uh if it's a japanese person especially write you a letter saying that I've given this bicycle to blah, blah, blah person as a present, you know, or sold it to blah, blah, blah person. Um, and then get it name and have, you know, maybe their, their name 
their phone number and address written on there, you know, and then have it names and then have them like use their name stamp if they're not able to go with you to the nearest bike shop in person. Ideally, that person will go with you to the bike shop and have the registration transferred to to you. But if not, you got to have like a letter with a person's, you know, telephone number, address, name and and a name stamp approved so that at least the bicycle shop person can see like okay it's official all right this person you know is clearly there and then they'll give you like a registration form or whatever they might even call the person just to double check and um then they can do the registration it takes it costs like 500 yen which is like five bucks you know it's pretty straightforward after that and then it's officially your mama chariot so um that's that okay um let me do this let me do this let me do this i'm we're 20 minutes deep. I'm out of wine. All right, let me let me go refill and then I'll come right back. So hold on a second. Okay. Okay, okay, I'm back. Uh, I forgot what the fuck I was doing. <laughs> I haven't done this shit in a while. I'm rusty. Okay, okay, okay. Um... All right. Yeah, I have done this. I have done this list before, but whatever. It's, it's all good. Um, you know, I can remix the information. So, uh, all right. Number 100 is poise. Oh, maybe I haven't done this list before. Maybe they reuse some of the pictures. I don't, I, I don't remember, but I've, I've, some of these pictures I've seen, you know, um, years ago, a couple of years ago, but whatever. It's all good. Um, I might even get through this whole list. Not tonight. Fuck that. I got shit to do tomorrow. Like I'm stopping on the, after this page, but, um, you know, um, I mean, I'm enjoying again, this, it feels like, to be honest with you, it, it is refreshing to have these types of conversations on the podcast. I haven't, I feel like I haven't really had these Well, in about a year. I haven't, to be honest with you, um, had these types of conversations, you know, really, um, given my take on Japan, um, for about a year. So it's kind of good. It's, it's fun for me. You know, it feels kind of, uh, back in my bag. Okay. <laughs> okay. Poison foods, poison foods. Um, Again, OG listeners, you've you've heard me talk about uh, blowfish or pufferfish. Uh, one time, I've I went to a pufferfish restaurant. It's not my favorite food. It's just expensive. I think it's a status food. Just my opinion. Um, I have had it at some you know classy Tokyo house parties. If <laughs> if, if if that's what you will, but you know, um, it's just very thinly sliced. Um, if you've, if you've had, uh, squid, it's kind of like very thinly sliced squid, except a little bit more flavorful. Um, especially if it's, um, you know, seasoned correctly, um, with soy sauce or some other sauces like that is, is good. You know, it, it, the, um, presentation of it is beautiful. I'll say that. But for me, the flavor of it is, I prefer some tuna you know than than that but um some some tuna sashimi some you know mid-grade tuna sashimi would would probably be more ideal for me but in a house party you know you get they pass around the puffer fish oh shit is going down balling in tokyo is kind of like you know you're in a baller party if they're passing around the fugu man like just just letting you know you know um just just letting you know okay next girls day hinamatsuri it's just a holiday just to to pray for the happiness and health of young girls and i heard some shit like i forgot like if you have to keep 
putting up the Hina dolls or like your daughter doesn't get married or something, some shit like that. I don't know. Again, I'm, I don't have a daughter yet, you know, so, um, yeah, I can't really call it. Okay, Japanese New Year's, number 98. Japanese New Year's is a big event. I told you it's my favorite event um, pre this situation. Um, yeah, and, and it, you know, it, it reminds me very much of Thanksgiving in um, the States. Family, food, which I'm not really a fan of. Alcohol, which I am a fan of. House parties, you know, shrine time. Um it's just, you know, it's just, it's just a lot to do. Um, it's kind of hectic, but again, the only thing I can say is in Japan, the festivities start after midnight, generally, you know, from New Year's Day, where the versus in the West before mid- midnight is kind of where the majority of the action is. That was the biggest difference I found culturally. So, you know, during the New Year's holiday, if you come here, you ain't going to be doing shit generally until after midnight um unless you go to a nightclub or you go to a bar or something like that but if you're hanging around a japanese family you're in a long-term relationship just go with the flow this is one of these situations you just gotta go with the flow you're gonna eat a lot of for for you gonna be weird food you know you're gonna drink a lot just go with it if you drink you know so that's my advice with that and then you'll get the hang of it over time jizo um I'm not too schooled on Jizo. I'm not going to talk about it, really. Uh, it's more of a religious thing. Capsule hotels. If you haven't heard, like, I've never fucking stayed in the capsule hotel. I don't know how the fuck to find the capsule hotel. I see all these goddamn capsule hotel fucking documentaries. I don't know what the fuck is going on. I don't want to stay in a capsule hotel. I just prefer a regular hotel, so fuck it. I'm not going to talk about it. Like, you know, I, I mean, it's a cool little little thing but i don't know what the fuck man for real i'm just saying um izakayas izakayas mm. i don't know why capsule hotels stress me out so much but izakayas izakayas are good izakayas are very good um eh, not that good for me i mean it depends on the type of izakaya you're going to again i'm more of like a social drinker i want to meet and mingle with random people you know um particularly women just saying (laughs) just saying just saying like you know um i mean i'm not taking anybody home or anything but i'm not trying to have like a sausage party around me when i'm drinking you know i kind of want to you know meet some new people talk see some smiles some faces you know you know what i'm saying like so um yeah, so Izakaya, like, if it's just a bunch of dudes sitting around drinking, I get pretty antsy pretty goddamn quick, you know? Like, I'm just, like, looking around, like, goddamn, is there any, like, nearby table I can, like, shoot a eye to, get a laugh, get a wave, get some type of random attention, you know, especially if I'm just surrounded by dudes, like, it's just boring as fuck to me. I'm just like, goddamn, this sausage party, get me the fuck out of here, you know? So, any, I'm just used to going to places like a house party, you know, uh, a nightclub, you know, a lounge, somewhere where the possibility of meeting random people is there. I think that's what, for me, that's the definition of going out is meeting random people, like not talking to everybody. You can just stay home and talk to everybody, you know, like, you know, um, you want to like, you know, get some vibes going, man. So, um, Izakaya for me is not the spot. I mean, for food, it's fine. Date, it's cool. 
pregame is nice, but I can't spend my whole night at Izakaya. I tend to get quite antsy, and it's generally not going to be my second stop on the night out. It's probably going to be the first stop where you go fill up on some food, pregame some drinks, then, you know, get the night going after, you know, you kind of ease your way into the action. It is kind of how it, it me and my crew used to roll so that's how you know i would kind of call it you know um 94 bushido i'll let age of the samurai um which i still haven't got i was thinking you know during my chill mode uh kind of session over the past few days i was like looking at it on netflix and i was like should i give this a try and i was like ah fuck it i'll do john wick and then it was just like some americanized like samurai type shit going on in john wick 3 but, but you know, I kind of wanted to see it because I haven't seen John Wick 3 yet. I hadn't seen John Wick 3 yet, so I kind of wanted to see it. But it was <laughs> it was weird, like, you know, because I it, it, just halfway through watching John Wick 3, it, it was like, okay, it reminded me how that American culture just lumps Asia into just one big thing because it was just a mishmash of a whole bunch of Asian stuff. And it was just like, wait, 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 wait a second. This guy, he's like Japanese American. Nothing wrong with it. He's speaking like Japanese. Okay, cool. Everyone's sorry. I'm not gonna try not to spoil. Oh, fuck it. It's been out for years. Whatever. I'm not gonna spoil anything. But you know, it's a crew of ninjas. Like, all right, gotcha. But it's the dude from the raid who is kind of like Southeast Asian. So. There's Southeast Asian ninjas mixed in with Japanese ninjas mixed in with like American ninjas who it was just all fucked up and weird for me. Like just watching it, like living here because it's clearly like, but I know like the average American person doesn't give a fuck. It's Asian. It looks Asian, whatever, you know, um, but but living in Asia, you definitely do get a better understanding of the differences between cultures in different parts of Asia. Like, you know, when I was in America, Japan, Korea, China specifically, you know, I'd even put maybe Vietnam kind of lumped in. I'm not going to lie, lumped in the same category to me. But now I have a very, very distinct difference between, you know, those cultures. And, and, and I, I think which as you should, you know, as you live in a, a, a in an area or a place, you kind of have more of a um mind frame of the nuance of it just like me even now like i haven't been to europe yet but you know northern europe for example um i kind of don't have a mental distinction between like sweden norway or like you know denmark i, I don't even know if it's the same i don't know like in, you know in my mind like, i can't really find any you know differences in, in my mind with with those but you know i'm sure like if i when in the future i go there and i spend a bit more time there i'll be able to distinguish quite a bit more so um john wick 3 made me laugh for several reasons and that was one of them um but um you know bushido culture is very popular you know it is what it is let's move forward with 93 which is convenience stores mm. Convenience stores in Japan, convenience stores in America, fucking night and day, man. Like, Japanese people are so surprised when I tell them that working in a convenience store is a dangerous-ass job in America. 
Because convenience stores are fucking dope here, man. Like, I, I forgot. I was watching something on YouTube or something just about just, you know, fawning over Japanese convenience stores. And it's true. Like, I, I take it for granted now that I can do so much shit at the convenience store. They're everywhere. I mean, the worker to work in the convenience store is a pretty rough job. Like, this is demanding hours wise. It's more of a grind. You know, you're on your feet all the time. Oh my gosh, I can't even imagine how much you're on your feet working at a convenience store. You gotta run all over the place. Like, you gotta say the same shit all over again. You know, but, but as a customer, like, there's a lot of services. Um, Banking services, money transfer services, ATMs there, lots of food, of course, beer, alcohol, like, you know, um, it's just a lot of shit you can do there. Um, No gas at convenience stores here. I have not. Yeah, that's a different thing. Like in America, you got the combination gas station slash convenience store. In America, they're very separate. The services are very different. So, um, but convenience stores are a majority of convenience stores are open 24 seven. So, you know, it, 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 they definitely get the job done. There is a place you will spend the majority of your, a large amount of your time at it once. If and once you move to Japan, number 92, Pachinko. I've never been to Pachinko place. I think I've told you this before. I've just, I missed the window. Like, if you do want to go to Pachinko, I advise you do it within, like, your first month of com- coming to Japan. Just because if you don't do it in your first month, you're probably not going to do it. Like, after, like, six months, you're not going to be like, hey, let me go to the Pachinko party- parlor and see what this is all about. You're just not going to do it. Like, you know, um, it's just weird. But you don't know what the fuck is going on here. Like, all right, hey, whatever, shiny machines, woohoo, you know. Hmm. Yeah. 91, Dilkan, Dilkan, Dilkan. Dilkan's a dope. That's it. Like, it's just, you feel like a fucking samurai. Like, I'm just saying. Like, first time in the Rilokan, you put on that goddamn nice little pajamas. You know, get that robe on you. Um, Sitting down in that room, looking at some peaceful shit, going to some hot springs. Like, it's nice. It's just nice. It's, Rilokan's nice. I mean... Depending on the quality of the Dilkan you go to, if you go to a newer one that doesn't smell like oldness, <laughs> like a like an older one smells dusty. If you go to one and you go into a room and it doesn't smell dusty, you're doing something nice. If you go to like a nice one, like it's really really nice. But even like an older one, it's totally fine. It's not a big deal. If it's not like super old, it's it's fine. But um, you know the the cheaper ones, like the bottom of the barrel ones, look yeesh. But you know mid level, even a little bit pricier one. So, you know, go for it. I haven't been to one with like a private onsen in the room, not yet. Um, I'd like to get there in the near future, in somewhere in the near future, because um, it just seems like a lot of fun just to you know go to sleep, wake up, and then jump in the goddamn bathtub. That seems like dope, you know. But um, but yeah, 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 it's good, it's good. Uh, nine the Ikebana. I don't really know anything about Ikebana. Uh, 89 Kotatsu You've heard me fawn over Kotatsu in the past Again it's just like a heated table mm. Mm. That are designed for tatami mat rooms They're very low Blanket over it Heated underneath It's just nice Like again Kotatsu and New Year's go hand in hand You're just gonna fucking love it man Like um, We don't have a Kotatsu here now But um, Just because like Got a son. He's running around like there's no way, in f- no way in fuck. Like I'm gonna have like a small, small child running around like a tattoo. It just doesn't work. But, but you know, it it is a good, good thing to have. It just make I told you, it makes you lazy because it's just so comfortable. 
You're going to take a nap under it. You're going to watch TV in front of it, like under it. Like you're just not going to do shit if you got a kotatsu um, in your room. But it's good, you know. Um, in summer, you can take the blanket out and it just like becomes a regular table. Um, of course, you don't use the heater. But then once fall rolls around, like it is really fucking nice. Um, it's just nice. Okay. Uh, 88, Japanese fast food. Again, I'm not really a big fast food person anymore. In other areas, especially uh, Osaka is the fast food uh, mecca of Japan. Um, besides Osaka, every area has some fast food. You can pick up some good fast food wherever you go, but Osaka is where it's at. That's really all I can, all I can say. Um, you know, individual places are definitely have, uh, a, a huge leg up over chains in general. Um, but, but you know, um, in the Tokyo area, even going to a kebab place, good good bet like pretty much i have not had a bad kebab in japan in my experience i'm just gonna move on from that like you know uh, just to just to get through this page 87 japanese tea specifically green tea if you know um i was talking to a student the other day and she was talking about like when she went to america and like you know she was at 7-eleven and i think she was trying to get some tea and she was getting that Lipton unsweetened, and the person was like, "Ew, why are you getting that?" Basically, basically. <laughs> hmm. I remember living in America and like drinking unsweetened tea, and was like, it's "Basically, spit it out." What the fuck is this garbage? But like, honestly, like I drink unsweetened tea now. Like I, I, I don't want sugar in my tea. <laughs> no, I don't need that. Like, you know, green tea, unsweetened tea jasmine tea like your taste buds change living in japan and your palate becomes a lot more delicate and you realize like the amount of artificial sugar put in every goddamn thing in america especially if you're american so so yeah i just don't really fuck with sweetened i mean especially now i changed you know the my diet anyway in like the like, like maybe several years ago so yeah i just don't have sweetened drinks i don't drink soda you know um pretty much yeah like japanese tea is 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 has definitely made me a healthier person i can't even imagine the amount of sugar i've cut out of my diet by drinking like you know japanese drinks like i just currently i'm drinking i'm on like gobo tea which is um burdock tea which is you know dr sebi endorses is an extremely healthy root one of the fruits that you know is uh keeps your gut in line is you know uh gets the ph going all well and you know helps uh fight cancer according to this guy and i don't i'm not like a fucking health expert or anything but say fuck it like you know um, might as well do it so um that definitely uh helped me out how many fucking trains are on here okay let me keep going. Um, there's a lot of these shit. Okay. <laughs> 86, family salon, hair salons. I ain't got no hair. I've never been to a hair salon here. Like, I, I, I can't tell you shit about that. So, um, 85, family restaurants. Oh, this is like a cute girl. Okay, okay. This is my bad. I got <laughs> I forgot I was on camera. I was like, oh, shit. This is a little cutie, cutie, cutie pie. <laughs> <laughs> Let me zoom in on this. Sorry, hold on, hold, give me a second. Let me be a perv. Okay, okay. One little karaoke joint. Okay, okay, okay. 
Chia. God damn it. Okay. <laughs> Perfect over this family restaurant chick. But all right. But anyway, whatever. Um, yeah, family restaurants are cool. I don't really hang out in family restaurants, but I do go there occasionally. Um, yeah, they're basically cheap. Di- it's just a diner. That's all it is. A Japanese-style diner. Inexpensive food. No frills, but, you know, open late, maybe in 24 hours a day. Boninkai parties. You've kind of heard me talk about Boninkai parties in the past. Um, 84 is Boninkai parties. You know, pretty much drinking parties. Again, lots of alcohol going down. Shit goes down in the boning kind parties. So just be ready if you are a drinker. You know, put your big boy pants on and get ready to rock. If you're not, um, I would say just, you know, um, trade carefully. There are like, especially if you're a woman, I mean, nothing crazy would happen, but just, you know, um, avoid any uncomfortable people. People, Japanese people in Bonakai parties tend to turn up the volume to like 100. They turn up more than I do, like on a Friday night in my 20s. <laughs> so, um, just you know, just 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 um, be aware that the people who have been quite you know demure in is that a word demure, I think it's a correct vocabulary usage. And, you know, during the daytime in a Boninkai party, we'll go off 83 Japanese rice. Yeah. Um, Koshi Hikari is probably a standard Japanese rice that you need to know. There's one more new one. Um, I was told to buy it recently. Uh, I can't remember the name of it, but definitely Koshi Hikari is going to be a standard Japanese rice. Um, that has become the main staple. You know, if you just tell Japanese people, hey, Koshi Hikari they'll hook you up <laughs> and they'll be like oh what you know about that okay you know the shit you know but um there's tons of different types of rice i mean everything's good like so i don't really complain 82 Setsubun. i've kind of talked about it we had Setsubun recently but you know whatever and 81 manners and etiquette i mean uh meet the, uh, yeah <laughs> I've, I've, I think I've done this before. I can't remember, but um, this 81 shows a sign like Minamite yo and in the on the train. This is an old sign, basically showing, um, saying that um, hmm, bad examples of bad manners. Um, let me see, I think. What, oh yeah, um, not letting people on the train, sitting down. It's a weird sign. It might probably old, but. I think I've I've done in the past um uh um episode going over some train manners posters but pretty much you know I've noticed that generally um manners type posters in Japan talk about other people are watching you I've gone over this in the past that other people are watching you in the west it's more don't do this shit but in Japan it's more other people are watching you again you know self-consciousness is a really um important motivating negative motivating factor here in japan and you know um it kind of uh or shame sorry if you will uh and so it really uh pushes that what's the word awareness of um you know doing something wrong um so 
um manners are good here in japan sometimes it can be a bit overkill it can be a bit too much especially the longer you're here the more you're aware of manners um the more you feel a bit constrained by it but you know if you're like a free spirit and want to just do you fuck the system then you might have a bit more trouble being here long term but you know me i'm just more like hey when in rome i just roll through it you know um i don't really take anything to heart really so and, and again you remember you're not japanese so trying to do everything perfectly in japan is not gonna work just try your best and know that you're going to make mistakes you're gonna make full pause you know it, it is what it is this is part of life here and that's something that will never go away like even me as well like i'm constantly i, I sent a message like with some work related shit, some um private like lesson stuff. And um yeah, I, I fucked up on my email. Like, you know, and I had to like, oh shit, the person was like, Do you mean this? I was like, Oh yeah, my bad, sorry. You know, I, I know like my email um manners are a little bit too casual. Like sometimes I gotta double check with like my family, is this okay? And I gotta make some changes. But it is what it is. Like I've kind of gotten over the self consciousness of like not being able able to completely perfectly do everything just like a Japanese person. If you do have that kind of self consciousness, you'll drive yourself crazy. Cause no matter what you do, no matter how hard you try, you're not Japanese and you're gonna eventually make mistakes. And so if you take that to heart, you'll just fucking go insane so just don't don't even bother with it but 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 don't take that as you know a license to just say fuck it or whatever and be a complete asshole because manners do go a long way here if you heard me talk you've heard me talk about it before like manners respect and you know just general awareness of the japanese way of doing things can really take you a long way and, you know, um, not assimilating into Japanese society, but um, what's the best word? Mm, coexisting, peacefully coexisting um, and being you know, able to um, enter Japanese society. Because being in Japanese society and entering Japanese society, I think, are two very different things, you know, and it takes a, a mutual understanding to be able to uh enter japanese society you know like you you can be like a foreign body in japan like you're like a cyst <laughs> god damn <laughs> just like a cyst <laughs> like a polyp in japanese society or you can actually flow through japanese society like a goddamn red blood cell you know <laughs> I don't know, whatever, if that makes sense, <laughs> whatever. All right, uh, I'm going to stop there. Um, you know, good, 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 good stuff. Like, um, you know, even though some stuff I've kind of retreaded, talked about uh, over again, but, you know, I'm happy to do it. I haven't done this in a while. And so, um, you know, even it's a new unit of time for even people who, who listened to the previous episodes as well. So, you know, I'm sure you might have, picked up on some things that you haven't before so uh you know I'm, I'm looking forward to listening back on this you know with fresh ears um as you will too hopefully as we continue this fucking japan according to a keel journey together okay um th that's over the top god damn let me get the fuck out of here i got some shit to do tomorrow so thank you guys for watching looking forward to hollering at you next time peace